Thank you for joining us for this episode of Corpse Cruising Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. <laughs> uh, man, oh man, the year has flown by, hasn't it? It has. I cannot believe we're in December. We're in December. And it is literally four weeks until we are in 2020. So it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be massive, huge. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, we're gonna talk about that in today's episode. But first, what are we drinking, Jennifer? We are drinking Lindman's Cabernet Sauvignon. It is an Eastern Australian wine. Ooh, yeah. wonderful. Let's give that a try. Oh, you know, it's kind of um, it's kind of a richer kind of a flavor. You know, um, it's familiar. We mm-hmm. very well could have had this before. It's possible. We forget, you know, when you're <laughs> at 44 episodes, mm. we forget. So we just assume you forget. And you probably drink the same wine every day, too, every time you listen to us, too. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we don't really ask what other people drink very regularly. People, let us know what you drink. Because we're always looking for a new one. Always, always on the look, bringing you the freshest stuff for sure. Of course, with wine, maybe the older the better, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, talking about 2020, huh? Yeah. So, uh, very exciting. Uh, uh, Pantone. Do you know what Pantone is? I do. Sort of. No, I do. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's a big week for Pantone. It's a huge week. Okay, so y'all, if you don't know what Pantone is or who Pantone is, it's not. Uh, Pantone Pro V or Pantene. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What's, what is that? <laughs> the shampoo. No, so Pantone uh, is the uh, a company that started, I guess, uh, creating a standard for colors back in the 60s. Right. So before it was like, I want this color. Well, what is that color to you? Right. And what is that color to the person who's going to reproduce that color for you? And so it was like, well, we got to set up a standard. So Pantone created a book of colors. And about 20 years ago, they started picking a color of the year. Yes. And this is the week where they announced the color of the year. So they announced it yesterday, which was Wednesday. We're recording on Thursday. Thursday. Today's Thursday, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this will launch on a Friday. So just know it's two days. You're you're two days late when you find this out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the color of 2020 is... Classic Classic Blue. So exciting. First of all, blue is my favorite color. It looks good on me. It does look good on you. Yeah. Yeah? There you go. Them eyes. What? (laughs) Uh, and classic blue, they said in the uh, in the descriptor for why, mm-hmm. uh, classic blue is kind of that color before or during dusk, where you're like, something is coming, it's a calming color, mm-hmm. uh, it's on the verge. Right. There's always a lot of thought put into this. This isn't like they look at a, they throw a dart at a color wheel. Right. It's not that. No. There's a lot of thought. They... They said that uh, they used a similar blue mm-hmm. in 99. Oh, yeah. When we didn't know if the world was going to crash when 2000 came. That's right. Yeah. So. Uh, for those of you who are very young millennials, <laughs> there was a time when we didn't know if all the computers in the world were going to be okay when mm-hmm. the clock turned over and uh, they didn't have four digits for the year. 
So yeah. that makes me feel old having to explain that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was clear and present danger. And there were as many government people working on it for about five years, 10 years running up to mm -hmm. 2000. So, yeah. So cool. So the, yeah. Another cerulean blue was the, the color in 1999. So just like, you know, in 99, when they chose the blue, uh -huh. they chose it again because they feel that it is, you know, uncertain global times. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uncertain global times. And who knows what's going to happen next year. Exactly. But we're, we're in real estate, so... We kind of have an idea of what's going to happen next year. It's looking year. good. It is looking good. <laughs> it is. I love that. Like, don't that's let, great. Don't let that blue color get you down. Right? <laughs> uh, so before we jump straight into real estate, I also did want to say that it is exciting to know and follow colors for things like Pantone because uh, I had a, a, a company that I own. Uh, our color for gold is actually Infinity Foils 96, mm -hmm. if anyone is wondering. So... Um, because we have these metal plates that we use, like gold plates, gold plated on things, and it's super good looking. And uh, <laughs> Infinity Foils has a metallic shade book. Yeah. And so that way I can go into anyone that is producing the same thing and go, hey, I want this color, this this shade of gold, even though there, there might be 100 different shades mm -hmm. or 15 or something like that, you know, but they just go to that book and they go, yep, we got that for you. Mm -hmm. We can make that. Sounds super bougie. Yes, yes. I'll tell everyone about it more as we get along. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a color for 2020. Right. There's also some design trends yes, that will change. Design trends. And mm. some people, I'm sure, are going to be sad to see some things go. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's good to bring some new into your life. True that. So, let's talk about those. Okay. Definitely. So I want to start uh, actually uh, on L Decor, uh, L Magazine, I suppose is where that comes from. Uh, L Decor .com. They have the top or the 2020 bathroom trends you won't want to miss. The reason I'm talking about bathrooms is, yo, there's a lot of millennials. I consider myself one of them. However, I am on the older side of it, but I am a millennial. It is okay. I can deal. Okay. I do not consider. Myself Jennifer is not about that life. I'm okay? a exennial. Exennial. Okay. Mm -hmm. She she's different. All right. So at any rate, <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, look, a lot of us uh, have have uh, student loan debt and that sort of thing. And we'll actually talk about that later on in here. But as a result, they were like, "Hey, if you want a change in your life, you're expecting something different uh, for design or or whatever. You don't have to do the whole house. You can start with the smallest room, which is often the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, and get some great impact there." Uh, which is so cool, uh, and I fully agree with that. And they talked about you know brass finishes are a big deal again this year. You see those, yeah. I do, yeah, brass. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, like I don't like to get too political, especially on this podcast. But I do know, and this is not, yeah, this is this is just the person. Donald Trump loves him some gold and white, like mm -hmm. that's his thing. Yeah. And I do know that about 20, what was that, 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. um, things started changing because back then we were brushed nickel. Mm -hmm. I do remember, like I, I flipped a house, put all brushed nickel, mm -hmm. white, gray in there, 
And since then, we've had more accents of gold and brass. And that's exciting. Can we say that's something that you and, and Donald have in common? Sure. You like gold? I like gold. <laughs> I just talked about my infinity foil. My own <laughs> gold color, my God. So exciting. So, uh, brass finishes. Very cool. And, of course, those weren't super popular for the teens. No, the tens. The aughts, I guess is what everybody called them. Yeah. Oh, oh one, oh two, the aughts. Uh, the 90s was when brass was really popular. Mm-hmm. And now it's come back come back full circle. Yeah. And I like it. I don't like when people mix the, the, like, the silver with the gold. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm weird mm-hmm. about it. No, it's cool. Uh, that's, a, that's a super... That makes a lot of sense. You don't do that on your person either. Right. And I've gone in bathrooms that have been remodeled where like the lighting's gold and like the faucets are silver and it would just Yeah. It just didn't seem like it went together. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's a choice, you know. There was I feel like uh I probably we probably talked about it on this podcast in the earlier episodes too, is that um the mix of brass with black mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like maybe a brass handle, but a black faucet. Mm, no, yeah, that, I like that. Right? Yeah. Ugh, that sounds amazing. And uh, and so yeah, it does. It seems unfinished or haphazard. And the problem is that if you have you know going towards brass, that gold texture, mm-hmm. we're still stainless steel appliances. Right. So even though it's like I want a whole gold kitchen. I still have to respect the fact that I can't get appliances in gold. Yeah. You know, not unless I want to pay like an arm and a leg from a custom store or something. Yeah, because now they do give more options for stainless steel colors. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen like black stainless. Mm-hmm. Well. Which is pretty baller. Huh? We've even seen some other options that I can't think of right now. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let me know. So, yeah. I won't be able to tell you on this podcast. But. <laughs> Networth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Net Worth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. But yes. there's options out there, Wyatt. True, true. What else you got, Jennifer? So something that people really have loved that is leaving... And I think some people are probably, you're either going to be really happy this is done, this is gone, mm. or you're going to be really sad. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm eager. Gray on gray is out. What? It's done. No. <laughs> no. I like gray on gray on gray on gray. In fact, I will wear brown shoes. Fair enough. But then I have like gray jeans, gray t-shirt, gray jacket. Yeah, you, yeah. You do that. Yeah, I do, and it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks fly. Don't don't give me that face. It looks fly. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just telling you, it's not cool anymore. In okay. 2020, you got like another couple weeks. Okay. But yeah. in 2020, it is no longer get out of my system. Cool. So what what is in now? There's a demand for like warmer tones. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Rich colors, rich, uh, rich accents. All right, so maybe I can play some um, some touch football and get some grass stains in my gray. Does that sound warm enough? Is that going to work? Just buy dye. Just buy some dye? <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that? Oh, that was like a solid three years where they would sell jeans that were like dark gray jeans or something but then it'd be like this huge yellow patch basically in the middle of it because they had dyed it remember that okay second thought let's just go shopping <laughs> <laughs> let's just go get a new 2020 wardrobe let's just do it yeah, yeah. just be on trend in four <laughs> weeks like i'm down for that we should get that going uh, another thing that really excited me from the, about the bathrooms too is that integrated lighting is going to be a big thing next year uh, I know that I've we've seen that for the last year and a half, two years, where there have been um, higher end, like real high end mirrors, mm-hmm. have lighting behind them that's built in, and then sometimes you can press a button on the front side of it to turn on the lighting, and then also turn on sound from your mirror, which mm. is so cool, fancy, very fancy, right? Uh, and then really high end years ago, we had TVs in the mirrors. So at some point, I think the integrated lighting is definitely going to be more um, uh, affordable. Uh And it's going to be, we're going to see that in a lot of houses. Like builders are going to put that in there. And it's just, it it creates that perfect selfie lighting. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you get a selfie phone cover where there's extra LEDs that go around the outside of the phone. Uh Imagine that for a mirror in your bathroom so there's going to be more selfies than ever more selfies than ever and they're going to be in the bathroom so put the toilet seat down y'all please okay so secret yeah (laughs) once a year parks has an annual event at the omni okay (laughs) you know where i'm going i know where you're going with this (laughs) yes your face changed yep so there's this one bathroom in the bar uh, at the Omni. Okay. And the lighting is better than any lighting I've ever seen. <laughs> so me and my coworker, Caitlin. Yep. We make it a point every year at that event to go in the bathroom and take an annual bathroom selfie there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we always look good. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm excited for you. Hey, uh, that's only like two months away now. Mm-hmm. Or a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for selfie number... How many? Three. Three? Yeah. Three years running. That's yeah. fantastic. Can we can we show them the photo of selfies one and two in that bathroom? Of course we can. We Excellent. Is the lighting... Uh, is it is it uh, integrated? Like, is it behind the mirrors? Or are they big bulbs that are around the lighting? <sighs> okay, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I don't remember. (laughs) It's just so good. But normally that's, we go to the bar after the event. The the Uh, event continues to the bar. Sure. And, you know, memories get lost. Right, right, right. So I'm pretty sure it is, but I I don't, you know, if you go to the Omni bathroom, don't call me out for being wrong. Okay. Just know you're going to look good in the picture. All right. Well, hey, (laughs) you heard it right here. So gray on gray is out. Because we're looking for a little warmer tone. Right. One of my favorite stones, travertine. Mm. I lived out in L.A. for four years. Yo, travertine is all over the desert. Like, people love some travertine. Travertine is like, 
man, what? It's like if you had, it's like a baby, it's like baby Marvel mixed with um, like creamy paper bag color. Does that make any sense? No, that's not very good. When you put, when you explain paper bag, yeah, people don't think that's not that's yeah. not luxurious. Okay, so here's the deal. So travertine has different tones of sand, tan in it, and then a little bit of white. So it becomes like a, um, man, how do I even describe travertine? It's so good though, but it's definitely earth tones. With a flavor of marble, it'd be like it'd be like gold and white just put together. I think that's okay. why. Okay. I think that's why I love it. Yeah. So I'm sure it's great when you take the paper bag picture out of your. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Not there yet. Right. Right. It's like cream <laughs> with gold, and you swirled it in there. Like you literally, okay. like yeah, swirled it in. You should have said it that way. Yeah. Uh Okay. Thank you. <laughs> also in that uh, vein is they were talking about wallpaper being useful in small bathrooms like mm -hmm. powder rooms because uh, you can use like a marbleized wallpaper to give it some pop and that's different. And I don't know if a builder is going to do that because it's a little out there, mm -hmm. but an individual could do that for no money down. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, instead of like a, like a powder room that's all red or something that's really really out there you do like a marbleized texture almost like the texture that's on like um like cowhide sides that they you know like the carpet that they put down okay um, car cow rug <laughs> please jennifer enough about the bathrooms what do you have yeah for those of y'all that stay that spend a lot of time in the bathrooms why it has now given you the lowdown on yeah, how to make it's it definitely the low, amazing lowdown. Yes. <laughs> so, I want to talk about doors and trim. The interior doors and trim. Mm -hmm. What is out is the standard white doors in the trim. Okay. And some, you know, some of that we've seen. Definitely. <clears throat> but what's in is for you to paint your interior doors dark. Oh, snap. So, yeah. The rich colors come back again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we talked about, even on this podcast, uh, during, uh, what was that? Interior uh, decorator. Um, Pamela Dozier. Pamela Dozier, that's right. Mm -hmm. And she had said, we talked about painting the exterior, the front door, mm -hmm. a dark color. Mm -hmm. And how that is, that's very striking and it says stability to someone mm -hmm. that's looking to buy a house. Interior doors? Yeah. Tell us some more about that though. I'm excited. So what it's going to do is just going to add warmth and character to the space. Very cool. Wow. So yeah. maybe it's that stability goes inside the house and uh, it makes sure the door doesn't get lost. In a, because you're still probably going to have white gray walls right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you probably want to make the hardware real nice, too. Okay. Because a darker door is really going to show the hardware. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, what kind of earth tones do you like? Mm. Now, I am seeing an olive scarf today yes do you like green 
I do like green. I like um, browns, uh, wine colors. Oh. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm weird about green. I feel like some days it looks better than others. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like cloudy versus sunny days. or Yeah. Well, growing up, um, <laughs> before we remodeled parts of the house, I remember like a very bright green carpet in my room. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember it being like terribly ugly. So, but olive, I'm kind of more okay with it. It just depends on the day and how I feel like it looks, looks on me or in a room. Was it a shaggy carpet? We had bright red shag carpet. I don't think this one in my, and that was in the playroom. Okay. But in the, um, in my room, I don't remember it being shag. Okay. Yeah. There was this carpet that was almost like clouds when I was a kid. And, like, I don't say that in a, like, soft and good way. I mean, like, literally there were portions of it that were raised and portions uh-huh. that were lower. And the pile was a different texture mm-hmm. in the parts that weren't raised. Like, it was just, it was weird and weird patterns. And so, like, if you tried to roll a ball across it, it wouldn't roll very well. Like, you would be like, I don't know where that's going to go. It was like Plinko on the floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, if anybody's seen that before, let me know. Yeah. I think I've seen it, but I haven't lived in a home. You haven't lived like that? Like that, no. Yep, I know, right? Rocky. My, Rocky. My life. balls went straight across the floor. <laughs> Your balls went straight across the floor. <sighs> Stop it. <sighs> oh my gosh. So Jennifer, in the research for this, you also found a really good site called RIS Media. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, RISmedia.com. And they're talking about all kinds of, uh, well, the countdown to 2020 is on. And I think this article is called Five Real Estate Trends to Watch in 2020. Yes. And I was super excited about it because a lot of what millennials, uh, our parents are going through right now, is they're downsizing. Like, my parents, well, my mom isn't looking for, like, a big house anymore. Mm-hmm. She's like, I done did that. And with her, try- professor with, her professor, <coughs> yeah. with her professor, <laughs> she has a doctor. Okay. So anyway, she said, son, I don't prefer to behave in that direction. No, anyway, <laughs> look, so a lot of, of, uh, you know, like the older generations, they're like, well, we're, we're downsizing, um, we're putting things in storage or we just don't need the square footage anymore because we're not entertaining for large groups anymore. And the kids are gone. And if we don't have kids, then dogs don't take up as much space. And if we don't have dogs, then there's one plant and it talks to me. Ooh. Is that too far? That's too far. Talking plants? Yeah. Okay. Little Shop of Horrors reference? No? <laughs> okay. So, th- so that said, the real estate, what, what they are doing is buying ranches, one story ranches. Mm-hmm. And we know that as having clients, you know, when I had clients, but Jennifer especially. You know, uh, the the likelihood of a boomer, a traditionalist generation getting a ranch one story is very strong. And so those ranches are being snapped up like crazy mm-hmm. because you know, they just uh, like walking upstairs becomes a concern at some point. That's one thing that has been said about the Williamson County area. It's hard to find down houses that where you can where you're downsizing or that are single story homes interesting um 
in that county. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're uh, it's kind of happening again for our generation too with tall and skinnies in Nashville. Um, very popular for millennials and uh, Gen Zers for sure. But I don't know. I guess in fifty years, I'll be like, ah, my knees, and I don't want to climb up four flights anymore to get to the deck on top of the house. Like I'm good with just looking from the first floor on my swinging chair. Can I just say you don't do that now? Okay. Yeah, I don't do that now. Oh, yeah, I take an elevator. Exactly. <laughs> Over there, like, my knees. No. <laughs> no, no. Wyatt rides an elevator. I don't go on any stairs. <laughs> oh, so bougie. So bougie. Okay, so that said, <laughs> expect there to be some pressure increasing on um, single-story ranch homes going forward so if you're looking for that you you might find yourself in some extra bid uh multiple bid situations uh well for number two recession facts and fears uh so listen guys we don't know um the the mailman doesn't know uh you know uh, (laughs) i don't know nobody knows exactly when a recession will come okay and somebody could spend the next 10 years telling you the next one is coming and then in 2030 we're right here again being like you know what tomorrow it could totally fall apart but the truth of the matter is that that in any market you should expect some ups and downs and just be Mm -hmm. prepared when they do come but also know that right now real estate is looking very good Mm -hmm. very good and according to this article Um, While some experts predict that something may happen in 2022, or sorry, 2020, 2021, so that's like a year and a half away or so, I've heard that it was supposed to happen this year. So it just keeps pushing. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, um, that it may be that there may be a slowdown in a different market, not real estate this time. Mm. You know, it may not hit real estate directly. Uh, Unemployment is still historically low. you know, we don't deal in rates a whole lot because I know there are people that get paid to do that on the regular to talk about that for everyone. Um, but things look really good, and there's a lot of positive signs. In in Nashville, we're very lucky here because we still have jobs just coming. Yeah. Oh, there's man. like a new one daily, yeah. new company daily coming our way. Yep. So that just creates more jobs, which helps to keep things growing and stable definitely new jobs new opportunities are coming people wanting to move to where great talent is mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of universities around here mm-hmm. and there's just new talent just just popping up everywhere so i think that's great too and um if anything in this article it talks about there may be like a something that leans more towards um towards like a like a, a balanced market even as opposed mm-hmm. to being like, oh my God, I have to get my money in there now. And if I lose it, I lose it. And I'll try again, and I'll try again, I'll try again. You know, maybe it'll be like, oh, I can think a little bit about this. And mm-hmm. I can make a great decision. And both people, you know, there's a, sta- a stability to it. Mm-hmm. Again, classic blue. <laughs> Pantone color. Continue. Jennifer. Number three is the return of the suburb. So... In the past, recent past, yeah, people have wanted to be in the city, right? 
can walk to things. Gas is cheaper. Is it? Well, here's the deal. If you live in the city, like myself, then we don't have to deal with traffic in the way that suburbia is do. No, wait a minute. So basically, gas isn't cheaper. That's not what you're saying. You're saying you don't have to fill up your tank as much, so you basically don't spend as much on gas. Correct. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, it's (laughs) Thursday. I haven't driven my car since Sunday. Where did I park it in this garage? Right. That's the conversation I have now. Before, when I lived, you know, 15 minutes outside of town, Mm -hmm. and I was basically in suburbia, I would drive every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Every day, every morning. They're like, yep, and I'm just going to be in this 45 minutes worth of traffic when there's three accidents on the interstate on the way to work. Yeah, well, and there's less, like, Lyft and Uber fees from coming from the suburb into town. That's true. Versus just if you need to go a couple blocks and get a lift versus walking. The rain's terrible. I guess I'll I'll ride an Uber Lyft something, and it's like $6. (laughs) You're like, that's a good time. Well... It's changing. People want to be in the suburbs now. They're going to the suburbs. Okay, fine. And I can see this, um, you know, with some clients. Okay. Now, they see some really, some better, because Nashville's growing, they see some better uh, pricing of homes in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Those still are getting some multiple offer situations. And uh, they don't mind driving a little ways to get to to the big city of nashville yeah yeah that's that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah you know the city's not for everybody mm-hmm. don't look at me like that <laughs> you like this place too i like being downtown that it excites is me. okay so we are not that we are not those people okay we like to be as close to where everything's happening as possible definitely but our lifestyles are a little different because we don't we're not married with kids or anything like that. That's true. We don't have, yeah, like we're still acting dogs like we're, that need a backyard. Correct. We're still acting like we're in our early 20s versus mid-30s. Uh, um, early? <laughs> so we're a little different. Yes. The uh, the rise of iBuyers, mm-hmm. and these are companies that, and you'll explain this a little bit more, because mm-hmm. I, I know you're on top of this, Jennifer, because you mm-hmm. had some experience with this, um, but literally big companies buying lots and lots of houses. What's that about? So when he says big companies, he's talking like Zillow, Open Door, yep. Mark Spain. Yep. Those are iBuyers. Okay. Exactly. And so if you don't really understand how it works, your home has to fit certain, uh, has to have like years built, price ranges. They look for specific things mm-hmm. before purchasing a home. Okay. They put in a little work. Yep. Normally not a lot Fresh at paint, all. Fresh paint, new carpet. Those kind of things. Okay. Yes. And then they sell it for a lot more. Gotcha. And sometimes it's not a ton. Yeah. So it's like more. rehab light. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if this is something that you have considered for your home. Okay. But you don't really know how it works or understand, you need to find yourself a parks agent. I yeah. Mean, you need to find me. But any parks agent can do this for you. Jennifer can do that for you. That's the answer. Reach out to Jennifer. She'll hook you up. Okay. We have a we have a system 
where we can pull all their offers. Oh, nice. So before you just go sell your home to one of these iBuyers, right. call a parks agent, get them to help you with the process. They will pull all the offers from the iBuyers. They will give you a comparison of the iBuyers offers uh-huh. versus what you can get on the open market. And then you can make an educated decision. But that's a whole new way of doing real estate iBuyers. Okay. Okay, so I, I think this is super uh, like an opportunity for us to address the realities that these companies are now competing for properties. Correct. They are no longer just providing information and then mm-hmm. selling that. They are competing with you and they're competing with me as an investor. Mm-hmm. So... When I tell you that your Zillow pricing is not right, I want you to believe me. <laughs> and I want you to listen to your realist, listen to Jennifer when she tells you that Zillow is incorrect, that that uh, uh, that offer pad is incorrect, whatever it may be. Trulia. They're going to do whatever's best for them. They're going to do what's best for them. <laughs> and you need to do what's best for you and talk to your real estate agent. Okay. You sound so so salty. I am very salty about this because people. I, I talk to people all the time, and they're like, "Well, Zillow says it's a million dollars for my house," and I go, "No, they're just waiting to drop that price on you, and then be like, actually, it's only worth two thirty, and you're gonna be like, mm-hmm. so it's funny. I should but- sell it now, and that's not true. I could have bought it from you way sooner well, for the correct price." <laughs> It's funny though because when Zillow started buying houses, yeah, they went in and adjusted. They sure did. Their prices. They sure did. Yo, they uh, when they Their enter estimates. a new market, they adjust those estimates like crazy, y'all. <laughs> like, I hope this isn't breaking news for people, but it's gonna be. Like, <laughs> yo, like it happened this year in Nashville for sure. I had a few properties where I was like, oh, it's this price. And then three weeks later, what? Decreased $15,000 overnight. What? There's your answer. Zillow was ready to purchase in that price range. Mm-hmm. I'm, dude, I hope somebody calls me from them and they're like, stop saying these dangerous things on the radio. But the truth of the matter is that you need to back yourself by having a professional like Jennifer give you an idea of what it is in value. By comparative market analysis. Yeah. Okay. If anything, just be educated in your decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Be educated in your decisions. Okay? (laughs) And if you don't want to be educated in your decisions, then that's fine too. But just 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 want to complain, call Wyatt. Yeah, like I'll listen to you. (laughs) And he'll complain with you about it. I will. I'll be like, oh, (laughs) Zillow, God. The worst. I don't normally rip on an actual company name that hard, but today I have to. Real estate investors looking for a quick close and no appraisals? Reach out to Mike Brady at PropertyRecycle.com. They are a large private equity firm with that personal touch. Property Recycle offers an easy online application, no appraisal requirements, and can close within five days. Ditch your slow, expensive lender and get the money you need today. Call Mike Brady at 615-806-7500. Again, that is 615-806-7500. Or visit 
propertyrecycle.com. You know, looking into 2020, I mean, there's so much great, um, and there's so many great apps out there, mm-hmm. uh, opportunities to um, put your time to greater use um, going in the future. Uh, and that's very exciting. And Jennifer was already talking about that. Uh, the ability to uh, collect, compile all the offers that would come from those internet-based uh, mm-hmm. companies that are looking to purchase properties like yours uh, and then help you sort through them and say, hey, so this is probably a good idea. This one is, you know, this is what this does. This is what this does. You get to make your own decisions, but it's better than having, oh man, what I'm looking for all my different emails. I don't know what they said. And this week it's different and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for anyone that takes you up on the offer for that. Yes. Yeah. So how do they get a hold of you, Jennifer? You can call me. You can call Jennifer. Yeah. yeah. 615-549-6844. 615-549-6844? Yes, it. And uh, well, she'd be happy to give you um, some consultation and uh, sit down with you and talk to you about what it is that you'd like to do in real estate. Uh, and maybe if you have a listing, a property that you're thinking about selling, well, she can give you a CMA and give you some analysis on it. I think that's awesome. You excited to do that for people? Oh, I love doing that for people. Yeah. Especially in 2020, right? Correct. Why even wait? <laughs> get that money now. <laughs> get that money now. Everybody needs to get that money now. That's what I have to say. And then you can move downtown. Or you can move out of town, whichever suits your current situation. Correct. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my gosh. So we went through the whole list. Is there anything else we want to talk about about what's coming in 2020? It's a good time to start making those goals. So if you're in real estate, yep. you need to start thinking what what is your 2020 going to look like? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm excited about or this. Or if you're not in real estate, but you want to buy a home, buy a rental property, um, want to start learning more about real estate, go ahead and set those goals to do so for 2020. Perfect. Don't wait. Don't wait. And here's a teaser. In a couple of weeks, we are going to have an episode specifically about setting goals for 2020. Yeah. Well, and accountability. And accountability. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Boom. Oh my gosh, guys. So this was awesome. Once again, the color of the year is classic blue it is pantone's closing here and i'm excited about 2020 i agree good we'll talk to you later bye thanks for joining us this has been a production of corkscrews and contracts podcast copyright 2019